This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The third letter in this series is written and read by Honeysuckle Truebridge. Find out more at foulwriting.com. Mrs. Olya Ryder, I am writing to inform you that the blood work we ran for your husband has come back inconclusive. We are growing increasingly concerned about Mr. Ryder's well-being. All we know so far is that the mutation in his nose is extremely abnormal. Forgive me for sounding improper, but his nose seems to be turned to stone. This condition appears to be spreading, and we do not know what the consequences of this will be. You said during our last meeting that his behaviour had changed. Do you find that he has become more secretive lately? He has been rather adamant that he doesn't know what has caused this. When I spoke to him with a psychologist, he became increasingly agitated and aggressive. We are most concerned about his mental state. A psychologist has reason to believe that he is on the verge of a breakdown. We have no reason to admit him into hospital, but I do ask that you keep me informed of his changes. This case is rather unusual. Although I won't be able to help during my working hours, I do hope that I can help you get to the bottom of this on a more personal level. If I'm being very frank with you, I'm frightened by your husband's condition. I have never seen anything like this in my 30 years at Edward Hay Memorial Hospital. It's all very unusual. I don't mean to come across as unprofessional in such a trying time, but I have heard stories about a child turning to stone here in St Ives. When I was studying for my medical degree, there was a rumour that Dr Hayworth's daughter had contracted a disease from a creature which was slowly turning her to stone. At first, I thought that the rumour was nonsense. My education was teaching me to think sceptically, and there is simply no explanation for a human being turning to stone. However, Dr Hayworth's mental state began to deteriorate. Once, when I was working late, I found my professor crying in his office. He was inconsolable, and I could only understand strings of what he was saying. In his hand there was a tiny little stone. He held on so tightly, as if it was his last hope, his last tether to reality. After this, it seemed as though Dr Hayworth was losing his grip. I would check on him. He told me stories about ancient creatures that once inhabited Cornwall's coastline. His office was littered with drawings, letters, notes and pages torn from old encyclopedias. He would ramble about this creature, his daughter and her condition. One evening I heard him shouting in his office. When I approached him, he shouted at me to stay back. It was Dr Hayworth, sort of. He kept repeating the same words. Stone, stone, my little stone. His eyes were wild and angry. His whole body shook with a rage I had never seen a human exhibit before. It wasn't until you approached me with your husband's condition that I believed what I saw that night. I swear that I could see his skin changing. Just under the collar of his shirt, his skin seemed to be hardening and darkening until it settled and I was no longer looking at a man, but a figure more befitting the gutters of a church. I fled. I never saw Dr Hayworth after that night. I was told that the death of his daughter had caused him to have a mental breakdown. My scepticism told me that I must have been seeing things. People don't turn to stone. But your husband, 
He had the same fury boiling up inside him when we examined him. I must warn you, please be careful around your husband. His behaviour may change and become increasingly erratic. I hope that you will keep me updated on his condition. I will be working tirelessly to research this phenomenon. Kind regards, Dr Elizabeth Penman. So, honey, thank you very much for reading that. That was really, that was really nice. Oh, thank you. You have a really nice reading voice. Oh, thank you. Um, so this is, again, it seems every time I get someone in here to read their letters, they're so different from one another. Yeah, I've noticed that I've been listening to the podcast. Yeah, so this is, still features the same characters from the previous letters. Yes. So this is to Olia. Yes. About her husband. Yes. And Olia was the writer of the first letter. Yes, she was the lady who was returning the nest. Yeah. And so obviously then the husband was the writer of the last letter. Yes. God, this is going to get so complicated. (laughs) I'm going to have to try and keep my head around this. Okay, so, and this is now introducing this medical drama to yeah. last week was sort of a, a crime thriller um and this is now a, a like a medical drama almost this genre bending project that we've got going on it's really yeah. interesting i thought the husband seems to be shrouded with mystery mm. at the moment and i thought it'd be quite nice to make things even more dramatic and make him a bit ill <laughs> introduce another layer of complexity yeah, yeah it's really cool um so how did this come about? What what was the idea between behind the the stone nose and everything? Well, when I was reading Amy Lilwall's letter in the first place, it was the uh, fact that he'd held the egg up to his nose and smelled it. Um, and I was like, oh, when I read that. And then I forgot about it. And when I read Amy Hardman's letter, and like you said, it's a bit of a crime thriller now. And I thought, oh, he seems a bit dodgy Mm -hmm. so I thought it might be quite nice to explore the idea of him having taken this egg and now you know uh, experiencing the consequences of doing such a thing yeah oh it's also it's just dark and mysterious I sound so evil (laughs) yeah no like the 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 first letter seems really nice it's like I'm just a letter of complaint about the nest that you sent me and now it's like and the eggs are going to kill them (laughs) and (laughs) um so so did you how much like research into because this is obviously coming from a doctor's perspective so in terms of did you just like throw caution to the wind to be like yeah sure an egg can make a nose stone um yeah yeah it was a bit you know like doctor who philosophy Mm -hmm. more than actual medical yeah um but i had a little look at statues in st ives i thought the location was quite important um and i was hoping for a statue that i could talk about um there's only oliver cromwell Oh. Uh, you don't really want to talk about him. No. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe not. Uh, but I thought it might be quite nice because it's such a historic place and there's uh, so much mythology that surrounds Cornwall anyways that it might be quite a nice string to follow. Yeah. 
I like that. I like the idea that place is now going to become a big part of it as well. Hopefully that will continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it, that's really interesting to me. The the like anecdote that you tell in the in the story about the the professor that's daughter. Yeah, that was, was the one stone. bit that I was really uh, really worried about writing because I'm not usually a creative writer. Mm-hmm. I don't do any creative writing whatsoever. So I wanted to uh, make it quite dramatic, and but also it's a medical letter, so you've got to try and not be so personal that when you're reading it, you're like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like a cautionary tale. Yeah, it does feel like a sort of grim fairy tale or something yeah like a oh don't hold eggs up to your nose or your nose will turn to stone something to send the children home to bed with terrified of sniffing eggs they'll be terrified of easter (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there was actually i noted down that 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 sort of personal level because the the doctor actually says like i can't do this professionally but I am interested. I think that that does happen. I know that yeah. I've had, I've known of, of doctors that have been like, this is as much as I can do, but I'm also interested in knowing where yeah. this is going. I, the way I thought about it is there's nothing that the doctor could do medically if she's already done all the tests and mm. that, but she can do the research and she could delve deeper into her own past with yeah. uh, Dr. Hayworth. And now that she's got this other person she might be able to solve that mystery as mm. well so yeah i mean that's a, a, a stereotype but probably a true one about doctors being curious curious people they they want yeah. to know knowledge is like a, a huge thing for them yeah. they Always spend digging. <laughs> 10 15 years training to to get to the job that they're doing they they would it would be strange if they weren't curious about yeah. medical stuff um so that's really interesting um, about the letter itself, obviously you're following on from two letters now. Yeah. So how did that process happen in terms of looking at one specifically or both? And how did they influence your... Uh, I was... Initially I was looking at Amy Hardman's because I thought, we'll just keep responding to mm-hmm. the last letter. But it, it's hard to ignore the first because there's so much of the first in the second and I I think it's important that you look at the character traits throughout all of the letters. So I, I listened to both podcasts, I read both letters, and I thought, what character in both of these letters am I most intrigued by? And it was the husband. And I thought, yeah, I'll pick on you. <laughs> I'll sort you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. So then looking to the future of the project... Obviously, we've got many letters to come who will be looking at not only the two Amys, but also your letter now as well. How did did you like think about that? Or was it just like a, a this will be a consequence of my writing? Is it a bit selfish if I say no? I just I was really excited about my idea mm. and how it worked with the past two that I didn't really think about the next, mm. um, which might be a little bit selfish. That but... might make for a really interesting follow up though the next one may be even more interesting because you you were so focused on getting stuff from the previous letters that obviously the next person is probably going to be doing the same but you may not even know what like ideas you've thrown up yeah in this i one. was uh, very self-aware that we had to have 
you know, some little tendrils of information mm. there that people can pick up on and uh, use for their own letter. So I was, that's why I focused so much on place because I thought that might be quite an interesting thing for someone to, uh, sorry, quite an interesting thing for someone to explore. And that's why I left the idea of the creature quite open-ended because mm. I thought someone else might be able to pick that up um, because, well, you could put so much in but leaving stuff out, I think, is the important part and keeping that yeah. open-ended. Yeah, I, I'm so excited about this project. I, I really <laughs> like too. it. I really like, I'm really interested to see where it goes. There's so many things that as I've been hearing these letters, I've been like, oh, I wonder where that's going to go. Yeah. And then the next person didn't necessarily pick up on it the same way that I would have done, but in a different way or picks on something else that I didn't notice and... I'm I'm waiting for the day six months down the line where someone picks up on something from like six months before. Letter two. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, it's all coming together, <laughs> um, which will be really cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this like shapes its own arc because it's already starting to do that. Yeah, even it's going to create three. a little world mm. um, that I think will come away from the nest slightly, and that will always be there in the background, but it will become a. a It'll be more the characters that are important, mm. which I'm really excited about getting to know each and every character. Yeah. So in terms of that, in terms of character building and stuff like that, you're obviously an English student, not a creative writing student. Yeah. But what is your experience with writing rather than reading? Uh, I journal mainly, mm. which uh, that's my main source of outlet uh, I have stacks and stacks of them just filled up indoors and I will never look at them again <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's quite helpful because uh, letters and journals are quite closely linked mm. it's all um, you know it's coming straight from the mind or the heart instead of being planned like a novel mm. which that side of things I don't think I could ever do but letters and journals, I think they are very closely linked and they both uh, have the same effect on people and they're both an outlet in one way or another. Mm. And they're so personal as well. Yeah. Which I think you, obviously this isn't personal to you, this letter, because you are almost playing a character as you were writing it. Is that yeah. how it sort of came yeah. to you? That's, how it, that's yeah. how it tends to come to me when I'm writing something like that, is that it? I sort of start to inhabit the character that I'm playing. Yeah, like yeah. That, like I got I'm really passionate about her degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and and that person, that personality comes across really well in the letter. Like you, oh, thank you. This this like frightened doctor comes yeah. across, and and I don't think it would necessarily in like a third person novel. No, I think the letter no. works really well for it. Yeah. Um. And you get this like tender tone. Not only in the letter, but in the way that you were reading it as well, which I thought was really nice. Thank you. Which was interesting because obviously this is a professional letter. Yeah. And I think like you, there was a sense of you coming in as well with oh, this like yes. tenderness, which was really cute. I was walking the line with it a bit um, mm. and I wanted to get the frightened doctor across because I think that's quite a scary yeah, I mean, when I the do. person that yeah. is supposed to know everything doesn't yeah. know, She's that's... Like, oh, yeah. I don't know and I'm really frightened for you. And I could only imagine Ollie reading it like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Um, so in terms of what the inspirations, obviously these two letters that came before were an inspiration because that's literally the material that you had to draw from. But what else do you think inspired this or influenced this in any way? Like what you've read or seen on TV or whatever? Um, well, I've been uh, studying Frankenstein a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it in my second year and I'm doing it this year. So I think um, Gothicism is, you know, quite big in my mind at the minute. And that's why I was talking about the church. Yeah. And, and I thought that Gothic imagery is quite nice and it fits in so well with Cornwall because it's such a Gothic place. Mm. And I was focusing on that for the main part and the part where she says she sees him changing turn into stone in my mind it's like a candle lit office that's you know got books everywhere and it, you know you can only see half his face <laughs> it's now it's now set in 1783 yeah, rather than that's what it looked like in my mind yeah. but that might be taking it a bit too far away <laughs> no that's really interesting so yeah that definitely comes across when you were talking about the the church and the stone it's such a huge symbol of of like gothic literature and, and the gothic experience yeah um that comes across now that you mention it yeah i don't know whether i would have picked it up necessarily no, no, because that's it's fine. set in this modern world like yeah. that's already had some of its world established yeah that's it so you've got to be quite careful but i do think that the gothic is still underlying it all oh. especially with the husband's previous letter it there's already that mystery yeah, sure. and I wanted to build on top of that and make it even darker mm. <laughs> see where it can go from here yeah go even darker next because, it's just yeah. oh no please <laughs> <laughs> yes okay do you have anything else that you want to say about it no I just really hope people enjoyed it <laughs> yeah, I certainly did oh, so. thank you so yeah. much thank you for coming along thank you for listening Please subscribe, rate and review and join us again in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Nest. In the meantime, check out everything else we do at foundwriting.com.